Welcome back to the nationally syndicated Price of Business show. I'm your host, Kevin Fox, talking to you about you and your business always. Love having on the program Jeremy Murphy. Uh, he's a personal favorite, show favorite, and uh, does a phenomenal, uh, phenomenal job at uh, talking about all things media. And he's my media insider, if you will. He had uh, many years of experience uh, with CBS reaching uh, CBS television, reaching vice president status. Um, he has uh, continued with his work as uh, an author. His book, F Off Chloe, is absolutely hilarious. But also, I think it's one of those books that if you're, if you're not careful, you'll learn some stuff while laughing your head off. And uh, also, he's really known for his uh, uh, PR firm, which, uh, you know, I really think is a very unique type firm and uh, has a big impact and strong reputation. Jeremy, love having you on. Give a, give a website for people to keep up with you. What's going on? Yeah, so I have a website, jeremy-murphy.com, um, and I also have my company, 360bespoke.com, which um, is a firm that does, uh, you know, uh, bespoke, very, very um, – curated treatment for clients in the luxury space, small brands, um, entrepreneurs, artists, you know, authors. So we like to give them that, that really, really first class treatment. Um, but you know, I've been in media for 20 years now. Um, so I feel like I'm a jack of all trades. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. That's exactly right. I get that impression. All right. We're going to talk to you. Know, you're like the perfect guy to do a year in review in media. And, and knowing us, we like to play. We can go over the place. Uh, we won't just stay, stay in this year. And, in fact, I want to look at the decade, in a way, in review and how much things have changed since the early 2010s you know, uh, are today. And sure, it, it, it sure is a lot. You know, I see these stories uh, you know, on the news where for decades they've been denying UFOs and now they're having congressional hearings and members of the military said, so, oh, yeah, there's no doubt that we don't know of any technology that can do with these two. And I sit there and look, it's like, yeah, well, that's like an average story. That's <laughs> nothing, right. that, that's pretty small compared to some of the other stuff I see. It is bizarre what is coming to my radio and TV waves. Uh, it just blows my mind. Yeah, I think this year has been the hangover from, um, you know, uh, spending, you know, the streaming wars and everybody throwing anything against the wall to see what would stick. Um, you know, everybody's kind of feeling the effects of, of it. And so it's been a sobering year. I mean, you've seen a lot of layoffs. You've seen a lot of stock corrections, you know, like, um, you've seen a lot of uh, sales. You've seen a lot of this year. I feel is is when in, is when the bill collector hit the door, and media is changing. It's and you know you had the writer strike, uh, you had the actor strike, and um, you had you know the fallout from Trump not being in office, and that's been very sobering for a lot of media because you know the 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 Trump bump where, you know, people made millions because it was a national soap opera. Um, this is a year where everybody really felt, oh, boy, <laughs> you know, he's gone. He's really gone. And now, you know, it's an election year, so he's obviously trying to come back. But 
uh, I think this was, has been a very sobering year for media and, um, you know, and, and, and it's still going on. Uh, I think back just in the year 2000 and, uh, you know, how much things have changed dramatically. Of course, you had no competitor in the uh, cable news network uh, until 1996. It was pretty much CNN and nobody, right? Maybe yeah. 96, and then and then Fox News came along, and all of a sudden they just started exploding, which meant the competition for news. Think about that. The competition for news, uh, you know, had to get more and more air quotes here. Interesting, you know, more and more bizarre. That became what they pursued, and then you look at the advent of the internet, and you know, at least back before the internet, you had to have a certain amount of financial strength to be able to go uh, into the media uh, and have any kind of impact. Now, you know, the more bizarre your is, you can have a mom-and-pop website in your garage, and next thing you know, you've got huge traffic just because of what you're writing, be it true, be it not true. Um, so there's a lot of factors. And, and, and so I'm not, I'm not saying all of it's made up, but it seems like the more bizarre the media reporting becomes and the stories are, um, it's almost like from a cultural perspective, uh, more bizarre things become acceptable. Do you understand what I mean? Yeah, you know, the thing is, is like when I started media, we called it the 24-hour news cycle, right? You know, mm-hmm. um, the newspaper would come out in the morning and, you know, uh, and people would sum up the news at the end of the day or the next day. And now it's a 24 second media cycle. And the problem is the, all the, you have so many news sites and you have so many news networks that they need content constantly. They need to fill airtime. They need to fill space. They need to fill, you know, they, they need the clicks. And so they're just throwing content. They're just putting, and they don't have that level of fact checking anymore of, you know, a bunch of editors saying, oh, is that true? Like, can we get, uh, you know, maybe let's get, maybe let's counter that accusation or maybe let's give it perspective. No, they're just throwing anything because they need content. And that's, yeah, that's dangerous because that's when you get these strange things coming out. And a lot of newspapers, legitimate news sites are, are judging their writers on how many clicks their articles get. And that's when you get the Kardashian effect of make it as, as sensational as you can to get the clicks. So, you know, the days of Walter Conkright giving you the news um, are over. Now it's, you know, the, you know if, it's not even if it bleeds, it leads anymore. It's, you know, <laughs> if it bleeds, just get it up there. Um, and it's it's very dangerous because we don't have that filter anymore of fact checking and and discernment and and editors using you know editorial judgment that's gone. No question about it. I think you're absolutely right. And you know you say clicks is all that matters, and therefore uh, we don't believe that, but apparently the industry believes that, and therefore the more alarming, the more ridiculous, the more off you know <laughs> off base the the, the headline. Um, what they call clickbait, right? That's that's the single most important driver. Yeah, that's the new metric. 
Um, and, you know, television has always been about ratings. And, you know, when I worked in television, we, you know, <laughs> we would look at, you know, by the half hour, right? We would look at, you know, the time, uh, you know, the time slot, how many viewers did you get, you know, um, that, that hour or that half hour. Now they're measuring by the minute. And, okay, did that story play? Oh, we need more of that. Um, and they can tell who's watching by the minute. And it's, 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 that's so dangerous because, you know, if you're constantly just playing to that, you're just going to get – it's like giving a child um, – it's like having a child giving it candy. That's all they want to eat. Well, is that healthy? No. You know, you do need everything, and that's what I think people need in news. You need to know more than just Kardashian news. And, you know, we're, we're, we're brainwashing our entire generation to say, well, that's what's most important. And, and that's the problem with clickbait is that, that we're not giving people balanced news. We're not giving them, you know, a full plate of, okay, here's – Here's national news. Here's international news. Here's health. Here's, you know, now it's just all sugar. Yes, it's great analogy. Um, and all of a sudden, the, ch- the adults are just like the children and the kind of news they want to consume. Uh, they don't want to think. They don't want to. They don't want to be challenged. Uh, they, uh, they want, you know, depending on their personality types, they want and fear and loathing. Uh, or they want to be, you know, something hilarious, um, something scandalous. That that's really hot, isn't it? Scandal, uh, but you know, really being objective and thoughtful. Uh, how do I become a better voter? Media used to play a huge role in that, and then we look at how ridiculous the elections are. And you know, I talk about this. You know, both of us kind of beat up on Trump. I beat up on him a lot. Uh, and the reality is, is to be perfectly honest. Uh, Trump is a product of the media, particularly the social media. He really captures the epitome of all things wrong with media. And in fact, he, he rose to the top thanks to a media that loathed him because the media did such a poor job of being objective and he couldn't find anything ever to say good about him, which makes people naturally skeptical when the media clearly always had to ask and asked to grind, um, I, I think you know exactly what I'm talking about. Well, exactly. You know, I, <laughs> I'm in my late 40s, okay, and I have friends my age or even older who could not tell you who's on the Supreme Court. They couldn't tell you the nine justices, but they can tell you every real housewife. They know all the housewives. They know every edition, New Jersey, wherever, they can tell you everything, but they couldn't name the Supreme Court justices. And I think that tells you everything about where, where, this, where media has taken this country. No question about it. No question about it. Heck, a lot of them couldn't t- tell you who the vice president is. You know, you're lucky to even hear uh, some lady, you know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, she's not doing herself any favors. I mean, she, you know, Kamala has been, to me, I really, really loved her. And to me, she's a great disappointment because, you know, I don't know if, you know, they, they kind of front-loaded her with all the stuff Biden didn't want to touch. And, you know, I do feel bad for that because what 
politician wants to touch immigration. It's such a, it's such a no win situation, but um, you're right. A lot of people don't even know she's vice president. Now, who is that lady? Yeah. All I know is when she talks, she's really confusing or confused. I can't quite tell. And she's hard to listen to. I will say that. Um, But I think she is always underestimated. I think there's a lot there uh, resume wise. Why yep. that deserves positive review that it will not get. Great second quote. This might be a good way to uh, begin to wrap up the segment. Uh, the, the famed journalist, journalist wrote that. Uh, he said that as democracy is perfected, the inner soul of the people, we move toward a lofty ideal. On some great and glorious day, the plain folks of the land will reach their heart's desire at last, and the White House will be adorned by a down, downright. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he wrote that a hundred years ago, more than a hundred years ago. Boy, was he spot on! And we added well, you know, two elections in a row, maybe more. My favorite quote, Fran Lebowitz. She said, "There's too much democracy in art, and not enough, not enough in politics." And by that means, everybody wants to be a critic about movies and, um, you know, pop culture and art, but no one wants to get involved in politics and, 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 and you know, um, a government. And so <laughs> there's not enough in government, but there's too much in art. And I think that that is a beautiful quote. Yeah, I think there's truth to that. I also think that um, a big part of that is that we live in a system that only recognizes two major parties, and the narrative exists that only those parties can get elected. And uh, a lack of competition, I don't care if it's speed, clothing, toilet paper, or politics, makes things worse. And I think we've reached reached that uh, into critical mass when you look at what these two major parties Air quotes again. I do a lot of them when I interview you. Um, you know, when you know when you look at the competition uh, that uh, exists in these uh, two parties. I always love talking to uh, the one and only Jeremy Murphy, a personal favorite, a show favorite. Jeremy, as soon as uh, the mic goes off, I go, oh, I can't wait for Jeremy to come back on. That's why we get <laughs> on as often as we can. Thanks so much, my friend. 